The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. It's Wednesday, December 13th. We're back, back on the air. Missed the shows yesterday. We missed you guys. Uh, Hopefully you guys missed us as well. And uh, you guys are back, ready to go here. we got the Cowboys and Buffalo Bills to talk about and anything else you want to discuss in the world of the NFL, the Cowboys, wrestling, whatever you got. It's all good. Not that I really keep up with wrestling anymore. I'm kind of more old school stuff, so I don't really keep up with the current stuff, but that's okay. Um, 888-855-2297 is the number to call. You can text at 817-290-3298. As I said, we were out yesterday at a big uh, group outing uh, doing some volunteer work for the Salvation Army. Uh, It was a lot of fun over there and being able to help out. Uh, put things in perspective of course um, we try to do that every year and so it just just worked out that way where a couple of things going on we couldn't really do a full slate of shows so if you can't do a full slate can't really do any um, but it was uh, it was it was definitely good to be back good to be back with you guys want to hear from you uh, on the phone lines as well um, as far as news storylines goes I mean we're just looking at some injuries little bit Cowboys banged up somewhat obviously Jonathan Hankins is the bigger one um of course with the he's got a high ankle sprain doesn't look like it's going to be severe enough to put him on IR which is which is key this week because if he did go to IR he could miss four games you miss four games then then you could come back front you could come back uh for the playoffs but if it goes into next week and you put them on IR, obviously those four weeks would go into like the wild card round or whatever. So I don't think the Cowboys feel like it's that serious. I actually, he walked right past us in the locker room. I think I said that Monday. I didn't get the sense that this was a, a, a tough injury to come back from. It might be a game or two uh, for Jonathan Hankins. And so I could see a little bit more of Mozzie Smith. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's get it started with Michael. He's in Fulton, California. Michael. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Nick? I'm in Colton, California. Oh, Colton. Hey, I just, I, yes, sir. Uh, uh, good morning. Morning. Hey, I just want to say uh, uh, I'm really excited about this past week's win. It was a good quality win, but uh, I'm even more excited for this upcoming game against Buffalo. I, I think, you know, they're a quality opponent, and champions uh, rise to the occasion. And I'm just looking forward to see what we're going to do against a good team. I know they have their struggles, but, but I still, you, nevertheless, they're, they're still a good team. And uh, also, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, uh, with this upcoming, uh, uh, you know, next year, do you think that we're going to be able to lock up uh, Brandon Cooks or, or uh, Stephon Gilmore long term? Or what do you see happening with their future? Do you think they're, they're going to be in the future plans? And I'm going to go ahead and hang All right. up. And, and uh, good, you have a good one. Thank good you. Good question. Uh, Gil- Gilmore and Cooks. You know, both of these, both of them were traded, um, and, and you, you get their, their contract. You know, I think I think for you know this is why they the teams trade them. They get a little draft pick uh, right now instead of waiting to them to go to free agency and get the compensatory pick, which will probably be about the same either way. So um, I think the Cowboys gave a fifth fifth and a sixth um, for for both of those guys this year. I think you know I, I think you would try 
you tried to, to to re-sign them, but you also, you know, you got to understand that they're they're trying to, you know, get another payday as well. Both of them, same part of their career. Uh, I, I could imagine that the Cowboys would want to bring the, them back, but I also think that you know they're, they're going to have to got to see how, how it how it fares on the open market with them. Those guys, anyone else that you need, uh, you know what, what they're looking for in the draft. Also, the development of other players behind them. You know, I think I think like Jalen Tolbert's, you know, progress will will kind of. You know, it'll kind of help the Cowboys steer them into the direction they want to go for um, for the, for that position. So I, I I don't have the answer. That's the thing. I mean, it, it, we're still there's still a lot of other factors involved. Would they want them back um, at a relatively good price? Yes, of course they would. But would they get that good price? And if Gilmore keeps having games like that, maybe it'll be tougher uh, to do that. But I don't think it's a position where the Cowboys will will be in need of you know, a lot of help because they have superstars at both positions. They have, you know, obviously a CD lamb receiver. They've got Diggs and bland at corner. So I think it's got to make sense for both sides. Um, I could see them wanting them to come back, but I also could see those guys testing the market uh, as well. All right, let's go to Tim in grapevine in our next caller, Tim. Hey, Nick, happy hump day. Hey, Hi. how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, in a year of great stories from Bland and Ferguson and so on, I mean, we can't become numb to Dak Prescott and what he's doing. I mean, I think we have as a fan base. We're taking it for granted. He's playing elite football, elite quarterbacking, mm-hmm. and he's the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. And right. I'm just wondering, in your, you know, in your experience, uh, I think this was before your time, but. I think Emmett Smith was the only Cowboy to ever win it, right? MVP, yeah, ninety uh, three. That's right. So, so well, what do you think that would mean for the team and the organization if he actually wins it? And I'll hang up. All right, thanks for the call. Um, what would it mean for the team? You know, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I don't think it would mean anything for the team. I, I really don't. I think what it would mean for the, I mean, think about it like this: he wins MVP. And but they lost. They lost in the divisional round. They lost even in the championship. Whatever it is, you know, they didn't win. You know, it would be like that would be good. That would be you know, it would be it would be a good accomplishment for him. But I think at the end of the day, no one I mean, think about like in, in March, we talking about Dak winning M V P or the fact that they lost to whoever in the playoffs. Say he doesn't win MVP, say he wins third, or he gets fourth. Say everyone's mad about it. And it fuels him, and they go and they and he wins, and they win the Super Bowl, and he didn't win it. I mean, they would be talking about that, like, oh man, he didn't win it, but he he showed them at the end, that kind of stuff. So I really think all that stuff sounds great, but you know, when you talk about Emmett in 1993, you talk about Emmett, you know, first two games he set out contract dispute, comes back, leads the, the league in rushing again, they win the Super Bowl, he's Super Bowl MVP, they win that. There's a little controversy there because maybe people think James Washington should have won it. But uh, either way, I, I I think I mean not to not to discredit what an awesome accomplishment it is, but I mean I'm just saying this is something we talk about during the season. But afterwards, I, I think it still comes down to what he does, what he does on the field, and and, and that kind of stuff. And and you know it would be great if he, if he, if he, he could win it, but I still think you know that he is going to be judged. Based off of what he, you know, what they do on the field, and, and I know the sports are different, but I'll never forget 
I think it was 2007, and this is in the NBA. I remember Dirk Nowitzki winning MVP. NBA MVP, great accomplishment for him. They lost in the first round. They were the number one seed in the West and lost to Golden State in the first round of the, of the playoffs. It was very hollow to be like, here, here's the MVP trophy. You know, you're out because you, you got beat by a number eight team. You know, but but you know what I'm saying? So, like, it, yeah, it, all that stuff sounds good, but I still think you're kind of judged by what you do and don't do um, on the field. Let me go back to the first question from Michael. Uh, from um, He asked about Gilmore and Cooks. Let me just give you a little bit of update on their contract situation. Gilmore is a free agent at the end of this season. Last year of his deal, uh, he's making uh, almost $8 million in, in uh, base salary uh, this year. And that's kind of why the, the Colts said, all right, let's you know let the Cowboys take that and we'll take a fifth-round pick and, and call it a day. And good luck to you. And that's, that's what's happened. And it's been good for... For, I don't know if it's been good for the Colts. I don't even know who they drafted, but I know it's been good for for the Cowboys. Um, not so good for the Eagles the other night. All right, Brandon Cooks. He has one more year left on his deal. Uh, his base salary jumps this year from four to eight million next year. So he will count his cap. Um, boy, if all contracts could be this easy. Uh, base salary is eight. His prorated signing bonus is two. His cap uh, charge is ten million. Eight plus two is ten. I like that. That's it. Easy to figure that out. Um, they could they could cut him if they want to. They could save. Um, they'd save about six million if they cut him um, before June first. Uh, they could they could save six million there. So uh, I, I I don't know if they would do that. I mean I I think they would probably got to look at Gallup's contract too. See what they do at receiver. But I I do think you know Cooks is a situation that could probably stay uh, for another season. So all right, uh, let's if we have a. Chris, if we have a text message, I mean, if we have a phone call, we can go to that. Do we have one? Yes, we do. Dylan, Northport, Florida. Hey, Nick. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I got just a couple quick things for you, then a question at the end. Okay. Um, so this last game here, this is going to be a game, I think, when McCarthy is all said and done, his career is over. I think this last game will be one they point out and it's, uh, on the highlights and uh, talk about forever. You want a mentally and physically tough team. There's nothing like your head coach getting his appendix taken out and he's roaming the sidelines just a couple of days later. And you saw that on the field. Defense was super physical. Ferguson's out here stiff-arming dudes, jumping over guys. Mm-hmm. Like this is, a, this is a tough team, and I think McCarthy has a lot to do with that. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. I, I do think that you take on the, the, um, you know, the attitude of your coach um, in, in, in certain cases, and this is one, and, and I think that they definitely did that. And then um, you know, I called a bunch, and we talk about the Eagles and some luck they've had and stuff. Dude, this last game, it was crazy how symmetrical it was with the fumbles, the, the three fumbles in the first game, all recovered by Philly. Three fumbles in this game, all goes to Dallas. And we talked about it before a couple times. It all balances out in the end, and it was really cool to see that kind of take place live uh, exactly the way it should be. So right. that was really cool. Yeah. And then uh, big picture, I uh, just want to shout out again, I've, I've shouted him out before, but again, I'm just thinking Jerry, Stephen, Will, these guys, they caught so much flack during the trade deadline. And um, could you imagine this team without guys like Aubrey? Like, holy crap, yeah. this dude is amazing. Uh, Turpin, you know, out of the USFL, Turpin, on the end of round, my God, that guy's fast. That was insane. I watched it again. I could see smoke coming off of his feet. He's so fast. <laughs> and you got Gilmore and Cooks trades in the offseason. Like, the moves they made are so 
underrated sometimes and easily forgotten, but they've built such a good team kind of unconventionally here, uh, not just through the draft, but finding guys in USFL and some cool trades. So uh, shout out to them. And then uh, I guess my question would be, what's with all the picked up flags this season? There's a ton of picked up flags. Is New York like calling and talking to these guys mm-hmm. during the 100%. call? Or what's the deal with that? 100% that's what's happening. Because I, I actually, thanks for the call, uh, Dylan. I appreciate Thank that. You. Good stuff as always. You know, yes, I, 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 do, I do think that, that that is happening. Because um, uh, there, was a, there was a point in the game where they, they, had, they had the refs up on the, on the big screen and they were kind of talking. And then all of a sudden, they weren't talking for a second. And uh, the ref put his hand up on his ear to, like, you could tell, like, to kind of block out the, you know, whatever sound there was to, to listen to something, somebody. And uh, and then they came back and he talked. So, yeah, I, I think, I don't know if it was on one of those picked up flags, but it was on a discussion like that. And if they're going to do that, just be consistent with it and do it. I'm fine. I'm fine with that because they, they get it right. They get it right and they say, you know what? Guys, that wasn't a pick. I know it looks like he was, but the guy's arm was flying up. It wasn't a pick. Or or like on the holding penalty, first drive of the game, Cowboys are driving. And one thing that that's happening a lot, you see it, it with these defensive tackles. That I mean, they, they're flopping. They got their arms up. They know if they got their arms up, it makes it look like they're getting held. And, and sometimes that's all that the ref can really see. And they throw it. And I, I'm totally fine if, the, if a guy looks up and says, guys, that wasn't hold. That was not hold. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'd rather that happen than, than just say, well, we'll come back on Monday. And, and then the NFL says, you know what, that wasn't a hold. I mean, how many times have you seen that maybe in college football when that's your team? And all of a sudden on, on Monday, the, the, the commissioner of the SEC or whatever comes out and says, yeah, that, that should not have been a, a penalty there. And your team got screwed. Sorry. Good luck next week. I mean, so I'd rather them just fix it right then. That's fine with me. Um, if if you, know, you have a different set of eyes, I could pick that up. Uh, it's a little annoying if it keeps happening over and over. But still, I think at the end of the day, you want to get it right. All right, let's go to um, Reggie in Germany. Reggie. Hey, Nick. What's good, man? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Happy holidays, early holidays. All right. I'm able to get back to you. So here's the thing, man. Uh, a state that should be getting in contact with you. What about Kansas? Kansas? Yeah, I don't think Kansas has hit you up yet. I feel I feel like we have, but I, I the, it's it's borderline. I'd have to go back and uh, for some reason though, when I was looking through it, I thought Kansas was, um, but but maybe not, maybe not. Do you know yeah, someone I could from be Kansas wrong as well? Um, I'm not sure, but um, I thought it, it feels like Kansas has has a contact. What was your other state? You said. Uh, no, that's the only one. Okay. That's All right. the only state. But here's, here's the thing that's been um, kind of uh, gnawing at me, if I could say it that way. Mm-hmm. We, we've been playing great ball. I'm happy with everything that's happening at the moment. Hope it continues. But one little thing that's kind of attacking me, I've had the pleasure of um, witnessing all of the five championships from the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And every Cowboy um, Super Bowl appearance, every appearance wasn't a victory. So I've seen them all. And one thing that I've always noticed is that when the Cowboys are really on their game and make it to the Super Bowl or make it um, a long way in the playoffs, they've got an attitude where they're coming out with a certain amount of swagger and a certain, and they got their game face on. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. The players have the game face on. Um, I haven't seen that from the Cowboys at this point. I've seen a little bit of, um, you know, joy in, in their play, but I haven't seen them really come out with, like, you know, this attitude of, okay, we're in a game, we're going to be in a dogfight, and everything that we do counts from this point on. Um, I wanted to ask you about that. I know you you got yeah. an encyclopedia of mine, and you play a, you watch a lot of football. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Um, you got another question, Reggie? I know you're over in Germany. Is that it? I don't want to take a lot of time. I appreciate. I really appreciate the call. Thank you uh, for for calling in. Um, if if they don't have the swag and the attitude. On Sunday night against the Eagles, I don't know if they're going to have it. Um, I don't know. You know, this this is one of those things: swag, game face, leadership. Um, you know, you know, communication. Um, you know that that kind of stuff. These are things that are kind of hard to always, you know, put a put a value on. I mean, how can you how can you tell? They don't look motivated. They don't play. They don't look intense. It's hard to do that kind of stuff, especially from afar. Um, you know, they seem like whatever whatever game face they had Sunday night. I'm fine with that. That that right there. Bottle that up, and that's fine. Because let's be honest, they kicked the Eagles' ass. They kicked their ass up and down the field. They 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 knocked him around. They they fumbled. I mean, they forced the ball. I mean, they, the Eagles weren't just fumbling the football. The first game, they fumbled it two or three times on the field, and they got it back. And you and you kind of said, "All right, keep doing that." And then I guarantee you won't get it every time. Well, this time, the Cowboys knocked the ball out. They knocked the Eagles on their ass, picked them up, and said, "I'll see you in thirty seconds, and I'm going to do it again." And that's what happened. If that's not a game face, I don't know. I don't know what else you need. Now, are they are they twenty points better than the Eagles overall? Probably not. If they, they play again in the playoffs, whether it's Dallas or Philly, it'll probably be a pretty close game. I think I think the two teams are pretty evenly matched. But I like what the Cowboys have done. I like the um, I like what they they do. I mean, think about it. They take care of business at home. Not only that, they're beating everybody by twenty points or more at home. Every game has been 20 or more at home. They're the only team in the NFL that's that's won every game at home. Now, they obviously have to take care of business on the road, but you can you can fault them for other little things. Run defense here, penalties there, game face, being ready to play, prepared, and, and playing with an attitude and swag. I'd give them a check on that one. I think they're doing just fine there. All right. Well, you asked about different states. And you said Kansas, I'm not sure of. Um, and I and I even said to myself, like, well, what about Kansas City is actually on the border there? It could be Missouri, it could be Kansas, Kansas. We'll find out here in a couple in a couple minutes. First, we're gonna go to Scott in Wyoming. And if there was a question about Wyoming, it's off the list now. I, I didn't know if we had one from Wyoming, but we do now. Scott. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Is this your your first call? Yeah. I believe so. There we go. Yeah, um, I am. A, I'm a historian, among other things, and I just love the NFL history and especially yeah. the Cowboys. 
uh, got a chance to go to the uh, the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame induction this year okay. and uh, enjoyed that. But uh, I think your idea about the books on the Cowboys is great. Um, I've got a bunch of them myself, and uh, you know, get those keep people reading. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Yeah, um, I. Uh, my my favorite is uh, is Peter Golenbach's uh, book. Uh, Cowboys have always been my heroes. Talk about in depth. Really? <laughs> yeah. But um, um, I you know I I don't have anything in particular. Okay. Um, you know that I just uh, I've uh, my dad uh, was an Air Force pilot and uh, we were on, on Okinawa during the, the late '60s and so. Um, when we came back in the, the late '60s, we uh, we he joined the airlines and we got sent to New Orleans. And so I was there for uh, for uh, when Dallas came in for Super Bowl six and and twelve. And so uh, I've had a chance to uh, you know and I've been a fan for a long time. Who's your favorite player and, of all time? Oh, uh, Roger Staubach. All right, for sure. All right. Yeah. In fact, I was I was a little disappointed. Um, you know, he wasn't at the Hall of Fame this this year. I uh, you know I talked to Bob Lilly and said, you know, where's Roger? And he said, I'm, I'm not sure. And I was kind of guessing maybe he was with Chuck Howley at the time. That would be the kind of thing he would do. You would know, as, as neat a guy as he is. Yeah. So, yeah. He's he's yeah, he's sure. the best. You know, he's got yeah. he's got when you when they look at the football life that they do on um, NFL Network, his is the worst. And I say this, yeah. I say this because there's nothing. There's no controversy. You don't have anything. You don't have any, oh, we'll be right back in the break and find out when Rogers right. No, nothing. There's there's not anything. That I mean he was he was he was just a perfect player and a locker room guy and everything mm-hmm. about him was was yeah. was just awesome. And they say, yeah, yeah. And then they say that uh, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and I don't disagree, but in my opinion, Starbuck is the best quarterback of all the traits that you look for in a quarterback he had them all yeah yeah it's just so. it, it's it's sad that a couple games you know those two games in pittsburgh could change everything really did i mean it would change yeah, yeah. it would change you know but that's that's part of it that's yeah. the thing brady had that's close games Mon- too you know he had some close Montana games never had to play the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> no but no. true true he didn't um all right well scott well, appreciate it thanks thanks for the call that will be again we'll call all right again sometime. good stuff Thank wyoming you. we can check that off the list another state we can um we've uh had a caller from that's great all right let's go to uh brian in kansas city brian what's up good morning sir i am on the missouri side. missouri side okay missouri is is like the the most i mean most of the population of kansas city is missouri right Absolutely. It's more like two-thirds to one-third, but there is a small part that's what we call KCK, Kansas City, Kansas. Got it. KCK. All right. Who's got the best barbecue? Which side? Oh, man, it's not even close. we got the best barbecue up here. Got it. (laughs) Well, I wasn't sure about how how that that worked in Kansas City. Um, My parents grew up in Texarkana, uh, Arkansas, and Texas. Arkansas side, Texas side, it's split right down the middle. You know, it's pretty it, it's pretty intense. I just didn't know if it, Kansas City was kind of the same way. But, uh, yeah, I think we've had a caller from Kansas City. I mean, from Kansas. I think we have. I'll have to go back and look. I definitely know we have one from Missouri and you. So, Brian, what do you got? Well, yeah, I do go to physical therapy in Kansas. So, one of these times I have to call you from over there. That's all. All right. All right. Sounds good. That'll work. Hey, so, you know, somebody was saying in the early show that, uh, you know, maybe Dak is not the best cold weather thrower 
I don't know if I ever noticed that or even, you know, yeah. how many of those, how many, how many times we've even seen that. Right. You know, we, we, we play in a dome, lots of other teams play in a dome, you know? So, but you know, I do think that we, we seem to have come together with our offensive line. The running game looked much better this last week than, right. than what we'd seen in the past. But you know what? It's and it's not supposed to be brutally cold this week. It's supposed to be like forty-ish at game time. So just yeah, I wanted to get your your take on that. If you had an opinion on that, and then I had an old timer for you. If you got a Dexter Coakley story, and I'll hang up and listen, brother. Have a All good right. one. Thank you. I appreciate that, Brian from Kansas City. Cold weather games. You know, yeah, I, I think it's not as easy to throw the football around. I mean, everyone kind of can see that. I mean, the it's also the receivers, too. It's not just the quarterback. It's the receivers. It's how do they catch the ball. Um, you know, are they, are they, you know, are they prepared? Are they wearing the right gloves? Are they, you know, are, are they, are they mentally up for the challenge? All that stuff. Wind. And, um, you know, I, I think, I, I, you know, I, Troy Aikman wasn't as good in it either, you know, and he's one of the best throwers and, and most accurate quarterbacks of all time. I mean, it's just sometimes you get to that point in the season where it's just not as easy to throw. And even even the the, the guys that that were in Buffalo, you know, the, the Jim Kellys that back in the day and all that. Like, I guarantee you, look at their stats. I mean, it it goes down. Uh, it doesn't mean that they can't they can't perform. Elway, you know, obviously in Denver, and there's been a ton of them. So you just don't get the practice. It's the same with driving. You know what I mean? When it starts to snow and get a little flurries, people up in the northeast, they just drive all around, and, and then you know, schools shut down here. You know what I mean? Because it's just not what you're used to. So I think I think they can get the job done. I mean, I remember a game in 2018 against the Giants, last game of the year, where I think Dak's best throw of his career was in that game. To Cole Beasley rolling left, fourth down, throws it to Beasley. Absolutely phenomenal catch in the back of the end zone. That whole game, Dak, I thought played well, and it was it was Meadowlands in, in December or January at that point. Just just wind swirling and all that. I thought he did a really nice job um, in that game, and, and I think he, he has his moment. So um, they're going to have to move the football. We'll find out. I mean, we'll see what happens this year. It doesn't matter what he did, did five years ago. What matters is what they do in this game. Dexter Coakley stories that you said. Um, you know, I, I think I've said some a little bit on, on this show before. I mean, I really like, um, I, I really liked his game. I love the fact that he changed uh, a Hall of Fame coach's perception of him just on this play, uh, because Bill Parcells had a stereotype about linebackers. He was like, I don't, they'd have to be big guys. They can't, I can't have little linebackers. I didn't have them in the Giants, the Jets, the Patriots had these big guys. You know, Pepper Johnson, big. You know. Uh, Carl Banks, Harry Carson, he wasn't really a big guy, but but still, I mean, like, you know, in that win and Dexter Colkey did not fit. But Mike Zimmer and some other coaches said, Coach, just let him play. And uh, he did. And he loved those guys um, because of they were football players. Didn't matter their size, they were football players. And then Dexter Coakley also, uh, I've said this before, you make the right plays at the right time of the season um, in the right game. That's how you get in the Pro Bowl. And he got a pick six against the Dolphins. Two interceptions in a 99 Thanksgiving game against the Dolphins on Dan Marino. They beat him 20 to nothing. He had two score, a, two touchdown, or a touchdown, and he also had um, another interception. And he had the record. He, he was tied for the record with four interceptions for a touchdown in his whole career. 
and um, he was tied uh, with Dennis Thurman, and now Deron Bland has beat him in one season with five. But I guess he would still have the record for most most interception returns by a linebacker. It's pretty good. All right, let's go to break here real quick on Cowboy Storyline. Be, be right back. We got more text questions and calls to get. Be right back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, back here on Cowboys Storyline. Uh, let's go to a couple of text message questions. We had one from Dan in Philly. I'm sure he had some things to say. He picked a 44 to 6 um, score. Said, uh, not quite the prediction I had last week, but I'll take it. Eagles fans are correct about one thing the Cowboys still haven't beat a good team. I love it. Uh, cry, Eagles cry is what he says. Um, none of my Eagles friends are chirping this week. I bet you they are not. Um, Nick Evans from Blair, South Carolina. His question is, do you think the non-holding calls against Parsons is a legit thing or is it on par with normal officiating? Well, I mean, you say it all the time. That, you know, you can make a holding call in every, any play. I mean, I mean, every single play can have a holding call. And I'm sure Parsons thinks he gets held every time. He's a great pass rusher. He's hard to block. And so he's probably getting held most of the time. It's just whether the refs see it or not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I bet he does get hold, uh, get held just about every every snap. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. And then also Mike from Denver, Colorado, his favorite player, Emmett Smith, random cowboy Avion Kaysen, favorite wrestler, Nick the Flea Flicker Eatman. So he's not crazy about wrestling. The Flea Flicker. I could see that. I could see that being a wrestling name. Uh, all right, and he asked about the weather. We kind of talked about that real quick. Avion Kaysen, yeah, he was he was a he was a good running back. I mean, I mean, he was quick, shifty running back. Um, I think he scored a long touchdown. Probably was 
the first guy to score a touchdown in the Bill Parcells era, I think in that first game against Atlanta, he scored. Or maybe not the first touchdown, but he did score in that game. All right, let's go to uh, the calls. Isaiah in Jacksonville, Florida. Isaiah. Uh, good morning, Nick. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? And, and, and what did I say Friday? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I said that score was going to be 35 to 7. <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. Good not job. Not bad at all. And uh, I was wanting to talk to you about the, you know how you have the five plays. Yeah. One of the plays you didn't mention Uh-oh. was the, the doctor that got my coach back on the field. <laughs> you forgot to put the doctor that got the, the, uh, the coach back on the field to call those plays. I got a coach. I got a coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got it. That, that's yeah. good. Sometimes I'll do that kind of stuff, you know, on, on the five plays. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that one in. Um, but I should have because you're right. I think it did affect the team. So yeah, yeah it affected a, a whole lot. Good I call. cannot believe that you know the way they came out on that game, the first drive. I said, "Whoa, they ready." Yep. And, and uh, my all-time player uh-huh. is the '88 club. Oh, the, all of them. <laughs> all of the '88 club. Let me ask you this: Name one player that wore '88 that is not in that club. Can you got anyone else? No Dez, no a CD, no Mike, um, Michael Irvin or Pearson. Got anyone else? Any other 88? No, nope. I, I don't have <laughs> any other 88. All right. Uh, Those four eight. are good enough. They're in the club. They're the leaders yeah. of the club for sure. Yeah. And uh, another thing I wanted to say, what is one penalty that they have, they played now that would have won the Cowboys the game in that championship game against 49? It's uh, horse collar. Passing. Oh, horse collar. Because he, he horse collar Drew Pearson. Oh, in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was gone. Right. <laughs> he caught that pass from Danny White and he was gone. That's true. <laughs> and, yeah. and another thing, at the Super Bowl, I was at that Super Bowl, and I think Jane Washington should have won it because I, I was able to hand his son down there to him because I was next to his wife. Okay. So you mind handing him down there? I got pictures of it, handing his son down there to him. And he should have won the MVP of the Super Bowl. Because what he did in the Super Bowl, I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> when no. he ran that fumble back and did the interception, I said, mm-mm. Wait, he had an interception, he had a forced fumble, and he had a fumble recovery for Coach. a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he should have gotten it. I, I agree with you on that. I will 100% agree with you on that one, Isaiah. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, uh, I'll say this, though, about Emmett Smith in that game is they tied the game with that right in the third quarter with the fumble recovery. Then they got the ball back. I think it was eight straight carries to Emmett. I mean, think about it now. I mean, you don't see running backs do that. Eight in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Six, 11, four, three, 17, four, seven, nine, whatever it was. Touchdown. That that right there that broke their will. I mean that 100. percent And I think and I think Emmett Smith uh, was worthy of winning the MVP because he had a nice game as well, two touchdowns, and he kind of he was he was the guy there that just kind of ran down their throat. But James Washington, though, I mean he he made he was more impactful for that game than I think Larry Brown was against the Steelers two years later. Larry Brown just had those two interceptions that were thrown right to him. Um, but I thought James Washington was deserving. Um, but but still, you know. Got to give it to him. Emma Smith as well, though. Um, not Never a bad choice. All right, let's go to Al. He's in Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? 
Are you there, Al? Yes. How you yes, doing? Hey, Nick. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good, good. What's, what's on your mind? Oh, I got three uh, comments. Okay. Uh, that, that caller earlier got uh, sort of a comment I was going to ask about the three flags that were picked up. Okay. And it's ironic how, I don't know if it's a coincidence or what, but we were talking about that referee that, you know, had refereed so many Philadelphia games. Oh, and yeah. The call went for Philadelphia. And I just thought it was ironic. Now I was in the I was at the game Sunday, and I saw one of those flags thrown, and I thought it was a legitimate pick against us for a touchdown. They up, huh. mm-hmm, and they they yeah. picked it up, so I'm like, I mean, yeah. every all those plays are picks. They're not rubs. They're picks. You know, let's be. You know, hundred percent. You're right about yeah. that. Now it's just it's just do you do you go up there with your hands up like you're about to get the ball, or do you go like you're Carl Malone and you're just at your hands like you know? I mean, like if you set a pick like that, like like AJ right. Brown did, then they're going to call it. But CD kind of got his hands like, oh, I'm trying to catch it here, and you know, bumps the guy. Right. Right. Got to be good. At, and, uh, you got to be a good actor. Yeah, you go you go to every game, and the second question was, uh, how loud was the stadium in comparison to uh, games past? Yeah, really loud, really loud. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I would. I didn't. This was my first game this year, but I went to a game last year, and it seemed like it was really louder this year. And y'all had somebody on one of your shows made the comments that the home crowd is really showing up and being yes. loud. Yeah. I think well, it was broadest. It's it's been a big difference. Well, who was the team that you that you saw last year? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't. I know it was a. That's okay, but uh, if it wasn't Philly, we won. We won. I mean, if it uh, if it wasn't Philly, then oh no, then it probably wasn't as loud. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's part of this thing. Is is Philly goes? They got their fans. They're probably obnoxious. They they're ready to go. I mean, they're you know they're 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 pumped, excited. I mean, the game just meant so much. You got all oh, yeah, day. They were they were all over the place. Uh, I saw yeah. them like I said, that ugly green color all over the sure. place. But it was funny at the halfway through the fourth quarter, they all started uh, falling out. Yeah, well, it, it happens. It happens like yeah. that. I mean, they got they got beat down. Right. Hey, and I have one more. This is a comment, and sure. it's probably not very popular, but and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but. How come nobody ever mentions that New England got caught uh, getting the hands up or, I mean, for the lack of a better word, cheating three times in their Super Bowls? I mean, everybody mentions, everybody mentions when the Astros got caught cheating and winning the, uh, the World yeah. Series, but yeah. you don't hear that. I mean, nobody ever mentioned it. You know, Deflate Gate, when they got caught filming the Rams. Yeah. Um, you're right. It, it, it's been 20 years. Um, and, and I think it's good. It's a that's a very good uh, point because of the Astros did you know they they get caught cheating and all that and uh, and then they won afterwards right they did win it last year so I think I think that helps is winning like winning at, without any controversy I mean if that was your only win and that's what happened. Then you know if you if you win again and win again and it's like well you know you had you know you had the Deflate Gate you had the you know you're trying to get an edge um, they're really good um, you know I don't have a great answer for you I really don't like I, I think I think it helps to like have success in other forms um, which the Astros did they did win last year on on top of that so on on the scandal um, still didn't seem to help though it didn't didn't seem to go away. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why. I know in baseball, though, 
they 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 care a lot more about that, you know, about the 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 history of the game and all that with the steroid era and stuff like that. There's some people that just don't ever acknowledge Barry Bonds as the home run leader and all that. Don't get me started on that because I think he is. Um, but anyways, I don't care about that. Uh, good question. Good question about that. I uh, just. And I'm sure over time it did. It was a big deal. Uh, it's kind of gone away, though, when they win another Super Bowl and then another one and then another one. And you're like, well, okay, they're really good uh, over there in New England, regardless of what's happening. All right, Michael is our next caller. He's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. What's up, Michael? Uh, Amazon is dragging their feet. I haven't got your book yet. but uh, Oh, no. No, not yet. I figured it would be here by now. I wonder if I have- maybe, you know, this time of year – with with the mail, you know, some people like to do online shopping, you know, and might get caught up in some of those packages and all that could happen. Maybe. Yeah. What's funny is this come the center is coming from is in Odessa, Texas. Oh. Cool. But I haven't heard the whole show today, so I don't know if anybody mentioned this. But did you see or hear Cam Newton's comments about Dak? And no. So what do you think? No, oh, what do you say? Yeah, I not don't know. He named about three or four quarterbacks, Dak included, were system quarterbacks and didn't affect the outcome of the game. He was on did, some some show yesterday. How did he play last week? How did Cam play last week? I don't remember seeing the stats. Did he play well? Cam Newton? Yeah. Or is he out of the league? Oh, he's out of the league, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is, too. Uh, interesting. Um, I mean... <laughs> From from a running back that played quarterback his whole career, I mean to to call someone a system quarterback like that's kind of ironic. But you know what, it it happens like that. See, that's the thing. You kind of think he's out of the league. Is he? Is he not? Is he with the team? No one knows. Pe- former players that that make outlandish comments like that 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 people like you repeat and throw out there, that's what they want because it's like no one's talking about me anymore. I will. I want a Heisman. I was this. I was Superman. I was all this. I was in the Super Bowl. Now you're out of the league. No one talks about you anymore. And so when you get on a podcast or you get on a platform, whatever, you throw out some stuff like that. Oh, oh boy, Cam Newton's coming in hot. Hot take for Cam Newton. Oh, maybe maybe I can get a job here. Maybe I can go and do this and be there. I mean, that happens. I don't know what he said. I, I don't know where he said it. Who cares? I mean, but that's my point is that I think a lot of former players kind of do that so they can they can show that, hey, Put a microphone in front of me. You never know what you're going to get. You know, it, it, it happens. It's all good. But, um, you know, I, whatever it is, who cares? You know, Michael Jordan was a system basketball player. Played in that system, that triangle system with Phil Jackson. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good system. So who cares? Who cares what it is? If he's a system quarterback, that's fine. Um, I don't I don't know. He's playing better in this system than he ever has before. So who cares? As long as he, he plays well, Tom Brady was really good in the Bill Belichick system, but he was good in other in other teams as well with with the with the Bucks. I mean, it happens. Um, I don't know if that really matters. Um, I didn't hear all thing Cam Newton said. Maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on a hot take or whatever. I'm just saying sometimes I don't really get involved in what former players say because you know I think a lot of it is is an agenda as well. So that's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. Like I said several times before. Your opinion isn't wrong. His opinion isn't wrong. It's what he thinks. It's all good. What I think is Dak Prescott's playing his best football right now in this system, which means this system I think is pretty good too. All right, great show. 
appreciate all the calls. Chris Beam uh, running the board back there. Thank you to him. We will be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about Cowboys and Bills. We'll be. We'll see you tomorrow. A Cowboys storyline. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?